I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Non-Human Biologics, the podcast that will surround your home with police and then yeah. blast some gas into it. Nightmare. Uh, we are back with the fucking X-Files, dude. This is like... That's, dude, this is the X-Files. This is this the is, fucking this is X-Files. It, like, this We've is arrived. It. We have we, arrived. We are here. Uh, this is an alien-ass episode. Like, there's actual aliens. There's government cover-up happening. Mulder's skulking around in the woods in a fucking leather dude, bomber jacket. Skulky Mulder. They dude. call him Spooky Mulder. He's Skulky Mulder, He's big time. Skulky Mulder. If you've yeah. ever listened to our Merlin podcast, you know that we love a skulker. We, we love do. a sneaker. We and do. that's exactly what he's pulling off here. Not enough curtains in the show, but if He's right. If he's no. hiding in the woods with that leather bomber jacket, dude, I'm I'm into it. Black jeans, black jacket. Yeah. What up? Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Before you we get, get the whole look figured out. <laughs> before we get too far, I want to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for continuing to contribute every month. Uh, patrons get access to these episodes early every week, and they also get access to our community server uh, on Discord, which now has a gardening section, Chris. So yeah. if you want to learn yeah. how to garden this year... The heavily advertised gardening section. You should uh, probably go to Google and then bring your information to the Monster of the Week Discord <laughs> and let the rest of us know, because all se- we all seem to be complete fucking amateurs at this. Um, so... Yeah, go do that. And thank you, everybody. Thank you for the people leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and responding to questions on Spotify, which is a thing. I didn't know that was a thing we were doing, but we're doing oh, that fun. now. Um, it just says, like, by default, I don't know how to turn this off. It says, like, what did you think of this episode if you listen to it on Spotify? And someone was like, I hope you guys are doing good. I love you. And I was like, oh, thank you. That's thank awesome. You so much. Love you too. I don't know who you are, but I love you. Chris, what happened uh, most recently on The X-Files? Dude, Space Ghost. That's what happened. What? Mulder and Scully are tipped off about a potential saboteur at at NASA. How do we pronounce it? NASA, Um, baby. NASA. Mulder and Scully are tipped off about a potential saboteur at NASA. And with a new mission scheduled to launch, it's a race against time to get to the bottom of this because the astronauts or before the astronauts are lost. Why can't I ever just fucking read one of these? I write them. You write them. Like, this is not new information to you. (laughs) I've been bad since the beginning. And I'm okay. Anyway, Mulder is forced to confront his childhood hero, but never loses faith. And faith, and in the end, they are able to save the crew and blame the whole thing on a space ghost from Mars. Perfect outcome. Perfect perfection. Uh, today we're talking about X Files season one, episode ten, Fallen Angel. Mulder is informed about a government cover up of a UFO crash site, but finds that a fellow UFO enthusiast is also interested in the find. Wow, these are just getting very bad. Um. What, did I write this? How many times have I made that joke? Uh, uh, several, and I love it every time. This was written by <laughs> Howard Gordon and Alec Gonza and directed by Larry Shaw. It's interesting that we call this an X-Files-ass, X-Files episode when there's no Chris Carter associated directly with it. There's barely any Scully associated with barely it. Barely <laughs> any Scully either, yeah. Um, uh, I just saw this on the Wikipedia. It's an image that I guess was a promotional thing. Oh. And I hadn't seen this before. I love a good promo pic. Command V to text my friend Chris. Uh, it says it's a, it's a picture of Surprise Scully and Bored Mulder. Oh. And it says, warning, do not watch this show alone. An alien with no shape, no form, and a deadly purpose has come to Earth. Tonight, two FBI agents meet it head on. The Can X-Files. this? Because this is like such a good image. This is such a good image, man. I love this. I, I, it just... it looks, first of all, this looks like a, a flyer for a hardcore band. Um, yes yes it's got that energy absolutely but it's just amazing i'm really here for that um yeah we we start off with a bang first of all fallen angel great name for this episode yeah um we see what some flashing lights uh 
something or a flash of light and then a fire off in a forest in a small town in Wisconsin. Uh, and it's this, this fire is spotted by a sheriff's deputy. He tries to call in the fire only to get radio static or, or interference. There's no way he can get the, the call out. So he gets out of his car to go and investigate. Yeah. He, so this dude gets out to take a look and then we scoot over to the U S space surveillance station. Uh, they have picked up an unidentified bogey. And as the commander comes over to check it out on this sweet ass radar display, which I absolutely love. Um, Why does this look like they're on the fucking death star? I oh, guess so the good. death star would have been, would have been um, modeled after places like this and not vice versa. But, but I mean, remember we call <laughs> it, we, we call our whole like space thing, star Wars, man. Like we, we that are, is true. We, we're, we're well into the pocket of George Lucas when it comes to like true. us government funding, SpaceX exploration. It's pretty, pretty funny. Um, locked in. The engineer says, like, this thing is going crazy. It's maneuvering like no other aircraft. It's going like 800 miles per hour. EMF is going nuts. They're like, we got to report this. And then the main dude, the commander, is like, absolutely not. It's a meteor. Did you ever take down this guy's name? Because I called him the commander the whole time. I had, well, this isn't the main guy. Um, This isn't. Oh, because there's Colonel Whoever, who I never wrote his fucking name down. Great podcaster. uh, um, It's Calvin Henderson, is that dude's name. Um, Okay. So, and, uh, but I also, I didn't do my normal due diligence of getting all of the cast and crew in my notes um so i did the exact same thing i think i just called him colonel like whatever for the it's literally colonel somebody in my notes so that's because i kept thinking like oh i don't want to rewind it like it'll come up again and i'll just i'll just catch it then and then it would come up again and i I would miss it again (laughs) there's also another dr oppenheimer in this episode that i don't remember hearing about dude oppenheim oppenheim and i was like okay what's going on here (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah the government is covering up these these weird things and then this dude uh goes over to he sneaks off to make a phone call and i love all of this language dude it's code indigo delta niner Mm -hmm. uh we have code fallen angel we got to mobilize operation falcon oh yeah dude oh yeah 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 yeah. dude operation falcon operation falcon get me in dude get me in immediately what's going on operation falcon (laughs) i showed up for operation Falcon, and they they delivered (laughs) i am military dress fucking 5 Uh uh, Uh a.m at full attention waiting for operation falcon i am so ready yeah. for it operation eagle okay pretty uh, cool that's yeah, fine kinda, kinda operation out, falcon exactly kind of played out operation falcon to operation raven uh-oh uh-oh give me in <laughs> give me in dude i'm ready <laughs> we cut back over to the sheriff who uh gets closer to the flames uh realizes something is in the woods with him uh we see this like some invisible thing uh and lights begin to flash and he begins to scream and then like everything stops it fades to white um, and then we go to a budget rest hotel in the same town where we see news reports where the entire town is being forced to evacuate. And Mulder is wondering exactly what happened out there. Um, and Mulder is having this conversation with Deep Throat, uh, who tells him that there's a, an electronic fence that extends to 15,000 miles into space around the United States. And last night, something broke through. And he says... Uh, like Operation Falcon commenced a a search as he's part of a and he starts talking about this Colonel uh Colonel Henderson um who is like known for covering up he's a crash like retrieval unit um and then yeah it's it's bad he's got 20 basically Mulder has 24 hours to get in there get whatever evidence he can get to get the fuck out there's, otherwise, this is going to be completely erased in that time. So just a hard cut to Mulder, black leather jacket, black jeans, on foot, sneaking through the woods. Um, this is what we signed up for, I feel like, when we when we started the X-Files. Um, he's, just, he's just crouching around, sneaking through the woods, tree to tree, and then he gets in close enough that he literally sees a laser grid fence set up around this place. I feel like we don't see enough laser grid fences no. in 
movies anymore. No. Um, maybe if it's maybe it's an outdated technology. You know what happened? I was uh, there was that movie where Catherine Zeta Jones was a spy, and she did like this real like sexy dance around a bunch of laser beams. Oh, and it ruined it, right? And, and everybody right. else was like, well, "I guess we're done with this." Like we're, they did we're... that in Resident Evil Four as well, but that's clearly it was just copying. Well, that's the animated that, so. Resident, Resident Evil movies, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't really count. Um, uh, I forgot where we are again. Yeah, I made so such we get a, to this. We get to this uh, fucking laser fence. Yes, I've, I've been bragging about my notes to you for three days, and all of a sudden I'm like, "What's going on? What's happening?" Yeah. Um. Oh, so this is where okay, Mulder's like looking across the fence. He can't quite cross it yet. Um. And he observes that you know there's there's some intense military activity going on yes. here. Whatever it is, there's a lot of people here. Um. The we cut over to the actual like base camp, and these troops were brought in and told that this was just a drill. And the colonel is informing them, like, nope, you heard wrong. Live ammunition. Like, this is this is not a drill. This is re- something real is happening here. Although he doesn't explain any further than that. Um, and this is where we get the best reveal of the I episode. This. I love this It's so that much. Mulder uh, jumped onto the back of one of these army trucks. Not to the back. It seems like he hung onto the bottom hung of on this underneath. truck. Hung underneath. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. this is full on, like, James Bond solid snake stuff. He just he just hung onto the bottom of this thing to get past enemy lines and get into the base camp. And then he slips out from underneath it and skulks off. At that point, I feel like you just stand up and walk around. Even though you're not in army fatigues from far away, nobody's going to spot you as anything wrong right you don't have They're to skulk like, anymore but honestly no. it's kind of fun to skulk if we're being it's so fun to skulk it's a lot of fun to skulk uh we also we also there's also a moment where as he climbs out from underneath the truck and he like goes to move into the woods the camera goes like the the, the picture goes like really really gritty and like oversaturated for a second mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. for like the scene and i'm just like what what is happening here and i thought it was going to be like oh this is going to be a visual like story like method of telling us like certain things are happening like maybe the alien is watching him because the a- alien is invisible or something right maybe the alien is next to him yeah. and it doesn't ever happen again in the episode and i was so disappointed like again me just making up shit that the episode is not telling me and then getting disappointed when it doesn't happen yeah. is my own problem but it does happen <laughs> from time to time so i feel like sometimes i, need to I wonder it. if they just have like, like it's just a, it's bad footage but they just used to yeah they're like we just need it we can't refilm it because it's like fucking we have a deadline we got to go yeah. um we see Mulder sees a group of soldiers. He's moving past them. Uh, this is very classic Metal Gear Solid stuff. He's headed towards this giant spotlight in the woods. He finally gets to the crash site. We see fully suited up military folks blowing some sort of like gas or particulate all over the crash site. Um, he starts taking pictures with his camera. We see some sort of triangle-like structure poking up out of the ground, like obviously not looking man-made. Like we don't make yeah. shit like that. Right. Um, and he's not like, since the pyramids do we make shit like that. Dude, he is getting into it, taking pictures. He's having the time yeah. of his life. And then a soldier sneaks up from him from behind and just knocks the dude out. Uh, yeah. Bummer for Mulder. That's a- bummer. Huge bummer for Mulder. He's been he's been caught. He's been had. Um, the next scene is we see him. He's been arrested, essentially. He's being interrogated by the colonel um, and told that he just made the worst mistake of his life by violating a U.S. government quarantine. Um, I love that Mulder at, at no point is ever he never backs down from any of this. He's just, he's given his snide comebacks to everything. Um, and he's, he's just, he's fighting back. He's the same old Mulder. He's chatting shit as the Brits white say. He is chatting shit. <laughs> Am I right on that? Like, that's what I put in my note. He's that's, just chatting that shit. That is absolutely what he is up <laughs> like, to. He's it's chatting so, shit. Like it's the comparison between this episode and the last episode where he was so respectful of the astronaut guy and called him mm-hmm. sir on every occasion. And then mm-hmm. like this Colonel who is like a well decorated Colonel in the United States, you know, military police, but it, like because he cleans up UFO crash sites, Mulder has no fucking time for this. Like no, absolutely no. not. This is not an ecological disaster. You know, do 
you get the fuck out of here with that. We both know what's out there. Um, they toss it Boulder into jail, which is just some like fencing um, where he f- meets up with a different UFO guy who has been captured. Um, this guy starts throwing out names. Are you with this person, this group or that group? I didn't write any of this stuff down. I don't know if these are real groups. Um, and he introduces himself finally as Max Finnick. Uh, and he's part of NICAP. I forgot to write what NICAP is. It's National like the... Investigative Committee of Aer- Aerial Phenomena. I love it, dude. I love NICAP. Uh, huge, huge fan. I love Max. Uh, Max is obviously a conspiracy Excellent theorist. Excellent character. Uh, he's, he's, he's got wild and crazy hair. He lives in a camper. He drives mm-hmm. around to potential sites. Like He's very he's very supernatural coded, if you think about it. Um, yeah. But he's, he's living the dream, if you ask but me. But he's not hunting things. He's, he's, no. he's chasing dreams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, um, and and I he's love this. very, very chatty, despite the fact that Boulder doesn't say a damn word to him. And I, I find this really interesting, too, uh, because Boulder is so, like reserved around max and you would expect him to be a little bit more like you would you would expect Mulder to be like this is my people but he's almost like he's almost like live like we're trying to forge this path of legitimacy and he realizes that like the conspiracy theorist angle on this is a bad look so he pulls yeah, himself i think away that that's that. that's what it is i think he wants to separate himself from it because he knows about there's so much fake information out there and he is trying to be reputable and he takes this really seriously and he has a personal stake in it and i think as the episode goes on he's gonna learn that max does too um despite how he seems on the surface um but yeah it is it is interesting that he's kind of reticent but after all of max is talking we do at some point kind of see a smirk grow on on Mulder's face like he almost can't help himself yeah it's he's still interested in what they have to say right like he still like wants to read the reports he just doesn't want to like interface directly with the people um there's also this this line this exchange where uh Mulder asks him like what makes you so sure that there's something out there and max responds the same thing that makes you so sure and i just love that i love that like max just like forming that connection like we are the same type of person right like it's so good um the next morning, Mulder is woken up by Scully, who got called in, uh, and who just looks immediately disappointed. Like, like she is like this is the second or third time in ten episodes she's already had to bail this dude out of jail, basically. And this yeah. time, it's like yeah. super serious military police jail. This is like you're about to be fucking kicked out of the FBI. <laughs> this is it, man. Yeah. This is the big one. Notably, Max is gone, and Scully tells him, like, yeah, like the section chief wants to shut down the entire X Files and kick you out of the FBI. Like, she just doesn't understand why Mulder is willing to risk like literally everything. Um, and he's like, this because they're lying to people. And she's like yeah do you know what's out there it's a libyan jet with a nuclear payload like that that's a highly classified story that like, we can't tell everybody and Mulder just says it's a highly classified lie and i yeah. love it oh Ooh, Mulder, got, her, dude. got her got her um so good so but there's what there's talk about this kind of um the pilot out in the woods right because we're talking about if the you know the pilot wouldn't have survived the crash maybe he ejected out into the woods um and then we just cut over to the fucking invisible alien person just trying to sneak out of the barrier um and it dashes through the lasers dashes across the street and escapes yes um why the lasers don't go off though i don't who cares there's fucking alien stuff yeah. uh, Not my problem Mulder has 24 hours before he has to be back in the fbi start answering questions before he has a hearing uh related to his behavior uh and so but he wants to spend that 24 hours like investigating this crash site trying to figure out what's going on they go back to his hotel room and they find the whole thing has been totally trashed Mm -hmm. uh they draw guns they go to the bathroom where they start hearing noises uh and they realize it's our friend max um who is trying to sneak out of the window 
uh, and then kind of you know shyly apologizes about why do you have to trash the room? I get going through it. I mean, he's not a neat guy. Like he's just he's not. not you know what That's I'm saying? True. Like he's he, he only had a certain amount of time. He was trying to get all the secrets he could and get the fuck out of there. Like he was you know maybe or maybe he was like I'm going to trash the place and then I'm going to clean it up. And they just walked into him before the cleanup phase started. True. Like, I'm going to give Max. I'm going to be honest with you. Until they give me a reason not to, I'm going to give Max a lot of credit. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. I'm not enough. saying Max can do nothing wrong. I'm just saying he's a hero of my heart. <laughs> I'm just saying he hasn't done anything wrong yet. I'm saying he hasn't done anything yet or. <laughs> Ever, is what I'm trying to say right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But um, I love that at this point it's revealed that he has been following Mulder's career, um, and like you know his articles that he's written and that he tried to write under a pseudonym, and, and he was able to figure it out anyway. Uh, Mulder says, "Well, I didn't know anyone was paying attention," and Max actually very stationly says, "Someone is always paying attention." Um, and he refers to the Scully as the enigmatic Doctor Scully. Mulder repeats that a few minutes later, which he, he's he's really tickled by. I love, um, I love the enigmatic Doctor Scully. It's very good. It's just good stuff all around. This he just really endears you to him. It almost feels like. Um, I don't know. I was going to say he's almost like the, the X-Files fan, but I feel like whenever these shows try to make a fan character, they always make fun of them. But um, he's just he's just a fun guy, and he wants to show them something, so he takes them out to his trailer that he has parked in the uh, parking lot, and uh, Mulder just like, he's got a big old smile on his face as he goes to this guy's mobile UFO station. Like, I feel like if this wasn't, this is almost what Mulder's life would be like if he didn't have the FBI, right? Like exactly. this is exactly because we go into this trailer, um, which is one of those cool like bullet. I don't know what they call what kind of trailer this is, but I love I love these kind of campers as opposed to like the yeah. RV style, um, yeah. like it versus the Breaking Bad style. I guess that's probably the most the, the most ready thing people would think of in an RV. But like this is like a stainless steel bullet, and I just I like the look of it a lot. Um, and it's on the inside, it's full like it's covered. The walls are covered in conspiracy theories and alien sightings. He's got racks of weird stereo equipment. Um, he's just got all kinds of things going on in here. Uh, and Mulder seems just very excited. He's like, "Yes, this is this is exactly what." I would be doing yeah. um and in the background you can hear Mulder and Max talking as as Mulder's kind of like dismissing some theories and and because he's got more evidence than this guy does and, and at this point Scully is kind of snooping around in, in Max's meds and is seeing a couple things that she finds to be slightly concerning. Yeah, and we don't know what this this medication is, but she's going to later say that it's not just for epilepsy; it's for schizophrenia as well. Um, yeah. uh, I love, I, love, I love the conversation that happens in the background that you mentioned because it's something about crop circles and Mulder is just like completely dismissive of the whole thing. It's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Um, Max has recordings of the night that the sheriff found this uh, event. So he was on site and he's got this police scanner uh, and he recorded the sheriff calling in uh, and like kind of seeming very nervous. And then 35 minutes later, we hear the sheriff calling again for a medevac and start hearing screaming. Uh, and we hear this this other sheriff coming in saying like it will oh no this time then we go over to the colonel uh our colonel henderson and colonel henderson's on the phone with his boss saying that it will not get away this time like this it's it's not the first time that they've been tracking this invisible creature uh which is kind of terrifying yeah uh from there Mulder and scully head over to the local high school which is where people have been evacuated to from the area um and they go to talk to the wife of the deputy who was killed She's does not want to talk to them. She's pissed. She's, I mean, her husband just died, so I guess I'd be pissed too. Um, and she's upset that they won't release his body. Um, 
and she was told not to speak to anybody and they find out that uh, basically she's being threatened if she if she talks about any of this they're going to withhold her husband's pension and she she needs that to raise her son so uh, things somebody's being a little shady here um, and just then the lights go out and a high-pitched frequency hits the radio waves oh that's some alien shit right there yeah yeah. Um, this is this is not good. We have uh, soldiers looking at the radar. They've got another target. Uh, this time, it's time to search and destroy. So they found the invisible creature. They're going to go out. Um, we see soldiers approaching some sort of what I called in my notes a brutalist white wet pipe factory. So I'm really just mm-hmm. up my own ass with the in jokes at this point. Um, yeah. As they start to hunt this creature, you could tell they're very very nervous. Like these these don't look like confident soldiers to me at all. And uh, they're looking around. They don't see anything. And then all of a sudden, we see from the ground level this thing rushing one of the soldiers explosions of light and sound as these soldiers go down uh and then we switch over to the hospital yeah they uh, went out to search and destroy but they ended up sought and distraught you know what i mean uh, <laughs> you got him chris <laughs> if i had if i had the hammer i would drop it right there thank you uh, um we go to the hospital uh where yeah because now yeah, they're trying to follow up on leads about the um about the dead body that won't be released yeah. um so they start talking to dr oppenheim um about what the fuck is going on and he was told to be quiet too yeah um and he eventually kind of opens up he's uh, like nobody talk bosses me right in my own goddamn er you know what and he says that they uh, eventually, like, because Mulder is like, what do they threaten you with? Like, your medical degree? Like, your career? And he just kind of whispers, I hate fascist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mulder's like, All right. what All now? Right. <laughs> and he's okay. like, those guys, and he talks like, the soldiers who came in here, like, they, they bossed us around like they owned us, like they were fucking fascist. And he's obviously got, like, some, some, some what, I, what I'm going to call some Antifa blood in him. Like, he's, he's yeah. probably been yeah. in a march before or something. Yeah. Um, and this breaks him open. So he tells Mulder and Scully that the sheriff and three other fire crew came in. Uh, dead on arrival, covered in third and fifth degree burns, and then all of the bodies were confiscated. Um, Mulder asked if the burns could be caused by ionizing radiation, which is something that I think he's asked about before. I think that he asked about that on the um, the third or fourth episode. Um, oh. Uh, we don't really know why yet. I don't think it's just, it's just, you know, no. it's just a type of radiation that he's probably trying to, to track and make yeah. connections. But the to. doctor is like, yeah, I guess that could have been possible. I didn't think of that. Cause that's really weird, but yeah, it could be possible. Um, and Scully asked some other like really forensic questions. And he's like, how do you know so much about this? And he, she's like, I'm a fucking doctor, dude. Like I'm not, yeah. I know yeah. I'm dressed in a suit, but I'm a fucking doctor. I went to med school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the real deal. I'm the real deal. They call me Dr. Scully. Like, come on. Lynn. Yeah. Uh, Scully and Mulder kind of argue about this because uh, to to Scully, having these third and fifth degree burns are similar to the the burns that she's seen from uh, victims of Hiroshima from nuclear radiation, Mm -hmm. from nuclear bombing. Mm -hmm. So she thinks that this jives with the government story and even supports the government story that this is a Libyan terrorist airplane that's gone down. Uh, Mulder is like, no, 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 no. I've got a stack of X-Files that all have similar burns from just fucking people getting abducted, like no nuclear explosions around anywhere. Um, And I think in this case, it's important to note two things can be true at the same time. That's right. <laughs> it could it, right. could it could be also nuclear radiation, and it could also be alien abduction. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, the uh, the colonel comes waltzing in with his men. He has a little stare down with Mulder, um, and I think Mulder kind of like just chases after him, asking him questions um, and telling him like, "Hey, man, we want the same thing. Except you want to kill this thing, and I want to understand it. I want to study it. I want to figure out what's going on here." Um, 
and Mulder suggests like, hey, your your men keep getting attacked because you're leaving this thing with no choice but to defend itself. I don't know if Mulder's theory really plays out in the end, but um, the colonel tries to kick everybody out of the ER. Um, the doctor says no. I'm in charge here. Scully is staying. We need her help. <laughs> He's like, if, if you don't mind, Scully. Um, so she's a, she's allowed to, to stick around and help him treat the wounded while Mulder gets kicked out. We, we haven't actually talked about Colonel Henderson a whole lot. Uh, we should mention he's played by Marshall Bell, who is a extremely like active and amazing actor who's been who's worked on stuff for like fucking 40 years now. Like incredible performance all around. Like the fact that this dude is in. I don't if anybody remembers the baby coming out of the stomach in Total Recall. I think that's probably the, the thing that I would go back to for him. <laughs> like if that's mm-hmm. a, if anybody remembers that movie. Um but I, I just, you know, this dude like when he stares down Mulder, he is staring down Mulder. If you go to Marshall Bell's IMDb page, they mentioned that he has a, a penetrating stare. Like that's how he much does. of a stare that he has. Like that's fucking that's on his so IMDb true. page. Yeah. I would put that on his IMDb page if I were the editor of such things. Did you know that we have an IMDb page now? No way. Did you create it? No, not at all. Somebody somebody uh, linked me in the chat. Monster of the Week is just on IMDb now. I don't know that why. very interesting. I don't know if there's just That's scraping podcast feeds or whatever, but it's just really bizarre. Like, Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Um, okay, Mulder gets kicked out, and he goes to find Max. And when he gets to his trailer, he actually finds him, like, he's passed out or he's, he's having a seizure. Um, and Mulder is able to kind of hold him while he thrashes and is eventually, you know, Max is able to relax. The seizure passes, helps him sit up. And Max is, you know, eventually when he can talk again, he's like, yeah, I, I'm okay. But I, I haven't had a seizure in seven years since I was put on medication. So I don't know why that would suddenly happen again. That's that's really odd. But he goes on to explain that when he was 10, uh, he had a head injury at some point, right? Or something like that. But when he was, he, he used to wake up in strange places of no memory of how he got there. Um, and just this, this ties back to something, this, this ties back to something that happened to him when he was a kid. Um, but right now, after that experience, after the seizure, he's, he's really wiped out. He, he needs to sleep. So Mulder tucks him in and, um, as he's kind of tucking the blankets around him, getting him nice and cozy, he notices a strange triangular burn scar behind his ear. Indeed. Uh, I want to call attention to Mulder's behavior during the scene, uh, because, Again, I just find it fascinating how David Duchovny puts a lot of work into the way that he treats different people as, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is Duchovny or if this is like direction. I assume that a lot of this comes from uh, David Duchovny's like building this character, right? Um, because his first interaction with Max, he was very reserved and reticent. Like he was, he very much takes the approach when it comes to conspiracy theorists. We, we saw this with the bartender guy too, of like, he almost takes like the devil's advocate approach where he's like, you know, what do you think? Prove to me. What do you yeah. got? Like, yeah. show me what you have. What, do, what, what makes you think this? Like, why do you think something is out there? Um, and then a little bit later, we see him kind of debunking some of the stuff that Max believes um, in an effort to, again, segment himself into a more like the reason that he wants the X-Files to be a success is to have a legitimate operation that investigates these things and have it and have people understand that these things exist and to tell people the truth about it. 
And then all of that changes when he finds Max on the floor and he holds him, like you mentioned, tucking him to bed. This is like a, he goes into this caregiver mode and yeah. it's so sweet. It's just, it's, it's just genuinely like really tender and, and, yeah. and caring. Yeah. He, he's going through a medical emergency and Mulder just holds him and, and helps him get to bed and puts the blanket over. Like, yeah, I was joking, tucking him in, but like he genuinely cares for him. Uh, and it's a side of Mulder that we don't always get to see. Uh, and, and it does expand. I mean, there's been little moments here and there where he does just do something out of kindness. Um, there is the human that goes beyond the professional alien hunter, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's, it's a sweet moment. It is. It's just, it's just a, like you said, it's a side we don't, don't, we don't see often. And I just love the comparison about how, cause I think at this moment he genuinely like starts caring for Max and we're going to, Max is a recurring character in the series. We're going to see him again, like all that kind of stuff. It's like, we're, we're going to have some more interactions with this dude later, but I just, I just loved the transition, I guess. Um, yeah. He goes back to his office and looks up some more files about these scars. Uh, and this is when we, we forgot, I think we forgot to mention that Scully decided to stay at the hospital so she could help. Yeah, work yeah, on she's all the working soldiers. at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Scully arrives back at the hotel. Um, two of the soldiers survive. They're being taken to Johns Hopkins. She's like worn out. She goes to the fridge and open. There's nothing there. And she just shuts it in disgust. Like, God yeah. damn it, Mulder. Not even a <laughs> slice of cold pizza. This motherfucker. Not even, like, yeah, not even a fucking beer, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, she, of course, like is like, hey, we need to get on the road. We need to catch the plane. Uh, we need to go back and get your hearing taken care of or else this is all going to fall apart. And Mulder is like, absolutely not. Come look at this. <laughs> yeah. He, first, he just had files with him. Um, and he finds uh, some files that about two women who claimed to have been abducted in the past, who also had the same triangular Burton scar behind their ear. Um, and this is where Scully is like, man, I f- didn't just find seizure, seizure medication in Max's trailer. I found schizophrenia medication. And it's very possible that he is under a delusion right now. Um, and Mulder has to correct her. And he's like, no, no, no. Max doesn't think he was abducted. He's not saying that. I'm the one saying that. I love that moment, man. I love this. Yeah. I love this correction of like, yeah, like I know he could be a schizophrenic, but like, I also think like maybe the abduction, he doesn't say that maybe the abduction causes schizophrenia or whatever, but like he, you know, important distinction to say like Max doesn't believe he got abducted. I'm doing this. Like, it's a great point yeah. to make. Um, yeah. Scully reluctantly agrees to go check out Max as long as uh, Mulder dis- agrees to go pack his shit <laughs> so they can get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, we take a brief detour to the U.S. Space Surveillance Station again, where they have found a much larger meteor, um, and uh, this time <laughs> quote another, unquote meteor, meteor, <laughs> meteor, and another Air Force is also tracking this meteor uh, and has claimed or is, is tracking it and knows that it's hovering over a small town in Wisconsin called Townsend, yeah. which is where we've been yeah. this entire episode. Right, um, and we see. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you call this camera style. This is like a weird fisheye type lens thing. POV, they, you're a strange invisible alien. I this made me like queasy. I, I did, did not oh. like this at all. Like I, yeah. I was I was not into this whatsoever. Um, and I, it's I, definitely distorted in a little in just just enough to make you kind of feel icky. And I think it's that's well intentional, right? Like I bet they were yeah, going yeah, yeah. for that reaction. Um, as as we saw earlier, you know, hey, warning: do not watch the show alone. Also, do not watch this if you're you know feeling a little queeze. Yeah. Um, it's I, I think they were doing it on purpose, but man, it really set me off. I was it was almost like about the first time I used a PlayStation VR and like something weird happened and I didn't know oh, how to right. handle it. Yeah, it's um. So it's a first person view of this invisible alien as it sneaks up onto Max's trailer. Um, and I does it what does it do to him? It just it goes up to him and then we see blood trickle out of his ear. Correct. And then he opens his eyes, but then that's all we see for now. Yeah, we just know something has happened to him. We don't we don't know what. Um yeah. Uh, cause yeah, Mulder comes back to check on him later and he's missing, there's no sign of him, uh, and there's blood on his pillow. So 
Mulder knows something's up. And that's when he hear, overhears on one of Max's radios about an unidentified trespass back on the, the military site there or the quarantine site. Um, and he, I think they assume it's Mulder or, or Mulder assumes it's Max. Sorry, I'm reading my notes and I didn't clarify what I was talking about. I think Mulder assumes this is Max. So he's like, we got to go check on this. Um, Scully's like, no, dude. We don't have enough time <laughs> to do this. To what go. are you doing? You're about we to get gotta... kicked out of the FBI. Your we whole shit's about to be shut down. Come Scully on, has man. never been late to anything in her life, and she is panicking. <laughs> She's yeah. like, yeah, I... exactly, exactly. <laughs> I am, I am a Type A personality. I've got degrees yeah. upon degrees. I've literally never been late to anything in my life. We, I cannot stand being nice to you. We have to go right no. now. <sighs> um, and and Mulder thinks like, if Max was abducted, this thing, this this p- presence is here because of him. It's come back for him. Well, and he also knows sure some, something pretty important that like, I think they didn't really realize at first, why was he even here on the night of the attack of the sheriff on the night of the crash? Oh, right. Like, right. why was he there to be able to record that? How could that be a consequence is what I wrote in my notes. A co- he wasn't, a he wasn't going to it. Right. He wasn't yeah. going to it. it. It came it, to him. It was driving to him. Um, we go to this like waterfront dock, uh, where we see Max walking. He's clutching his ear. Uh, they, the military is converging on his location. They call him a civilian. The colonel, Colonel Henderson, is like absolutely not take him with extreme caution. Yeah, because uh, the soldiers are just like, oh, it's just a civilian. Like, yeah, this is just a dude. Like, like this, is, this yeah. guy looks like a fucking high school burnout. Like, why are we going to shoot yeah. him? And, and Colonel Henderson, like, absolutely not. Like, we we got to get him. Um, Mulder and Scully arrive to the scene. Uh, we see more bird soldiers. So like. These soldiers, obviously, we don't see it happen. Obviously, like tried to confront Max with extreme caution and were burned alive uh, by whatever is is possessing him. Um, they hear Max screaming, and so they go into the second wet pie factory of the episode, which uh, is not quite the brutalist style. This is more traditional American architecture, white wet pie factory. Um, they find him on the floor, and he's just he's just almost like. He, he, he's he's just inoperable basically like he's like yeah. stop it stop it they're coming for me he's he's just holding his head he's crying like he's he's just out of it um they hear helicopters start roaring overhead the colonel rose up uh scully comes out goes outside to i guess like calm the situation down and it's just like put her in jail like we don't care <laughs> get her yeah, out, get her the fuck out of her. here so she walks out of a door and the next thing we see is they're like setting c4 on the doors dude i thought the c4 was a little bit of an escalation if i'm being honest that's with an you. escalation if you ask me <laughs> plastic explosives just I, clipped to the door i, was I just surprised. feel like scully just walked outdoor you could just go in through that door i don't know what the situation is that they think they need to do that but um yeah everybody else just walked in <laughs> What, yeah. Why was this a big deal? Just I, I don't know. Um, really risky, if you ask me. <laughs> absolutely. On the inside, um, they we also have snipers set up. We have an alpha team. Yeah, uh, who's and we're seeing like an infrared, and they can see there are three forms inside. We know, of course, Mulder and Max, but who's the third? Uh, Mulder tries to get Max to focus using his focus trick. Max is like almost kind of unable to. He's like, "Please don't let them take mm. me. Don't let me take me." And then all of a sudden, we see again from the perspective of this invisible creature it gets closer to max and boulder boulder there's a blast and boulder is thrown wide like from the area he goes he goes far he goes, and high he goes far and wide later dude. on we're gonna find out he has like an injury <laughs> yeah he's got a fucking le- he's on crutches at the end of this episode he's in, it's of in this. slow-mo too which is hilarious um, uh, i love i love I, I love and hate the slow-mo in this because it's just like let's show five frames in a row to show and, yeah and it reminds me a lot of supernatural's awful slow-mo that they would do because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. nobody had like 120 fps cameras back then so it was impossible no. to do actual slow-mo stuff no uh he gets once he finally gets back up he thinks he's alone for a minute but then he sees max hovering in the air surrounded by blue light um 
and then a light flashes. Like this is like this is full on. Like he's in the sky. He's in he's in the air, hovering above the ground. This is not natural. Uh, and then a light, bright light flashes, and and Max disappears. Uh, uh, it, and at that point, the the like sniper team outside on the infrared is reporting that there's now only one figure left inside. What the and they fuck? Charge in. There's only one, and, and even Scully is like, "What the what what what? How is there only yeah. one?" Um, the soldiers blow open the the door with their C four because like, when do you get to use C four on these missions? I guess like, might as well yeah, use it. I guess uh, they were just excited about it. It was about to expire, so like we had to get it done. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> um. They they run in to find Mulder. Luckily, they don't just shoot him on sight, which is what I expected yeah. to happen. Uh, and Max, excuse me, Mulder is just holding Max's nightcap hat, um, his yeah. like branded little logo hat. Uh, and as the colonel comes up, he's like, you know, where is he? But Mulder just says, they beat us. Um, talk, presumably talking about the aliens. Yeah, they, they, um, they beat us to him. Before we get into the like pr- epilogue of this episode, just like this is some cool ass alien shit, dude. Like yep. these are actual aliens. Like maybe or yeah. maybe not. We don't actually. I guess we don't technically know. Which, but I mean, like by all accounts, these are fucking aliens. This is an alien spaceship. And if it's an alien being came down from the sky, took Max with them, and jetted off. Like this yeah. is there's this, some this unexplainable so phenomena going on. Yeah, it, it, it's. I like that this show doesn't try to like hold it over our heads it's not always the what if it just feels like pretty early on they have started showing us stuff that's like no it's out there Mulder is not wrong but will he ever be able to get to the truth because there's always going to be someone standing between him and it um but yeah I I was totally here for this entire ride the sneaking onto the I mean like when you think about it it's really ridiculous because he's the way he sneaks in of course but just like it feels like the ramifications should be a lot more severe and uh, we find out that he why he doesn't get kicked out of the FBI, but it just seems like he's able to keep skating along, getting away with shit. Um, but after all that, we head back to the FBI headquarters, and we see Scully being questioned about Mulder's actions. She's, you know, basically she can answer yes or no questions, and when she tries to make a statement, she's completely shut down and and not allowed to to talk. So yeah, she the, leaves the interview room and the, uh, and the, the lead on the on this um, investigation committee is like not ha- not having anything. He does not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna find out later. It's because he's been looking for any excuse to get rid of Mulder. Yeah. This is a pretty good excuse. Um, um, she leaves, th- uh, yeah. goes and goes outside where Mulder is waiting. Uh, Mulder is like they're building a gallows. Uh, like they're just they're literally this is all you hear just, that scully hammer and nails they're building a gallows in the town square he's just so this, he's, he's so nonchalant he's, about it too he's so nonchalant because he's like don't worry it was only a matter of time like i'm surprised i lasted this long um and i she wonder just, if having gets, having seen max's lifestyle if he's not like ready to make a move and he's like man i could do, was, I could I do think a lot he was more. a little bit ready i think he was a little bit ready yeah um he was, he's feeling a little bit inspired. He's like, nobody's in the trailer right now. Max is gone. I can just take <laughs> over that go, trailer. It's got a high capacity over. scanner, and I know how to use it. Yeah, that's good shit. Um, Scully just wishes him good luck. And as he kind of like hobbles away on his crutches, he says, I'll break a leg. It's like, Mulder. Stop <laughs> with the and then he gets man. in there, and he starts arguing with them. But, I love this. Um, love this. He's so nonchalant. And it, it does actually seem like Scully's more upset than he is. Because um, Mulder's not going to let you know a pesky job title get in the way of him finding the truth. If they fire him, they fire him. He's not going to stop. Um but but Scully, she's like you know that's her that's her partner. She cares about this too. Um, and she checks the paper as she's sitting there, and um, sees that the you know the cover up has gone public. They're just calling this a toxic spill or whatever the hell. Um, and it just seems like you know it's just yep the dishonesty continues. Yeah, it's um 
it's never going to stop. It's a cover up. I love the inside yeah. of this room because Boulder is like, I, you know, I, I was, the, everybody knows what happens and the, everybody in this room knows what happened. Like how, and the guy's like, well, we have an official report from Colonel Henderson saying blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, how can I disprove lies that are stamped by an official seal? Like there's, yeah, there's so many, you, you guys have to watch out for this because there's so many others that are finding out what's going on. There's so much attention being paid to this and no one, not any government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Hell yeah. Got him. Absolutely yeah. love it. Got him. Got him. And he leaves the room. Um, like, fuck off all you people. Like, he doesn't lose his, yeah. um, I guess. Well, we, we, I think we, we leave this thinking, I guess if you're first time watching, you're thinking Mulder just got. He's fired. Booted. Because all he did was argue with them. Um, and then we cut to uh, the guy who was running the committee, this big angry guy. We see him outside. Um, he kind of storming across the lawn. He goes to talk to somebody and he starts complaining about how this person, you know, went over his head to keep Mulder around. Um, and it kind of cuts back and we see the person that he's talking to. It's Deep Throat. Deep Throat's pulling the strings to keep Mulder around. Um, and at first you think like, all right, that's his ally. He's come through for him. But we're going to find out actually there's a little bit mm, we don't know anymore. Um, this guy, we are now learning, Deep Throat, has, he's got some pull. Whatever his position is, whatever his official position is in the FBI, He's got some power. He's got some sway over these matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he says like, oh, it's you know, it's better to keep Mulder around than to have him exposed to to others who could use him or whatever. And he ends with this: keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. So I have to think that the being exposed to other ideas and things is almost a direct reference to Max, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and, right. Re- realizing... is he going to weaponize this other group of people out there, or exactly. are they going to weaponize him, or yeah. you know, whatever? So we need to keep him on our leash. And that's when you realize, you know, uh-oh, is Mulder actually being controlled by this guy? Yeah, he's been given some information, but maybe just the things that he feels he can control. This casts a totally different light on Deep Throat, who up to this point has just been a plot device to get Mulder places and to get him some information that he needs. Yes. And now suddenly, oh shit, is this guy an enemy? And I think that's just a fucking awesome way to end this episode. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. This is this is so fun. Uh, this is this is a great way to end the episode. Wondering what's going on. We we have tons of alien shit happening throughout this thing. Mulder still has his job somehow. Scully's like, what in the fuck? <laughs> did somebody? Yeah. <laughs> does a, what does a white man have to do in the FBI to get fired? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Literally. <laughs> <laughs> we spend eleven thousand dollars on Ruth Chris every week, and we are still yeah. somehow oh, in this organization. I forgot to mention it earlier, but that's how. Max and his group were able to track Mulder. I forgot his, to mention this ex- too, and I wrote it his down. His expenses are a matter because of, it's a public of, record. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so they've been doing a Freedom of Information Act. So they're seeing all those eleven thousand dollars Ruth Chris trips with all these rented car- rented cars, and that's how they're piecing shit together. And that is fucking hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. I love it so much. And just like imagine, like uh, also another reason to idolize this dude, right? Another reason yeah. to be like, oh, I'm way into this guy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh man. Okay. Uh, perfect. Perfect addition to this episode. But yeah, that's we were left with this sort of cliffhanger with with Deep Throat, and Mulder gets to keep his job. The show can go on. Um, yeah. Good. Good stuff. Ab- absolutely good stuff. Uh, more of this, please. Like I haven't yes. really, I haven't really been disappointed in any of the episodes. But I, I now that they're getting a little bit more into like the meta plot episodes, uh, which I feel like what this is, this is probably going to fit into a lot more stuff. Excuse me. Um, and they don't need to go hard with the with the metaplot stuff. Just these little these little bits, you know, these yeah. little things here and there. And I think the nature of the metaplot for this means that that's all you need. You just little tiny threads to tie things together, and it can still be that monster of the week format. Um, it's just it's it's really working. I'm really pleased with this. It's really funny. I watched. Um, there's a new Marvel show, um, which will surprise nobody. 
uh, and it's called Echo. Um, and mm-hmm. it's Echo is a character from the Daredevil universe um, who is Native American and deaf and also disabled. Um, so it was kind of a, a huge deal in the comics world when she was introduced. Um, and it was also a, a much bigger deal when she was introduced in the Hawkeye series um, for a couple of years ago uh, because they got a Native American to play her. They got a deaf actress to play her. Like she signs and all this other stuff. Like it's, it feel, it's a feel good moment for, you know, you, right. you absolutely have to hand it to Disney. It's, <laughs> right? it's a bit authentic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a five episode series. They dropped all episodes at once. Um, it's about three hours long total uh, mm. throughout the five episodes. And I watched them all in one day because um, sometimes you, you have chemo brain and you're just like, I'm going to sit on this couch and watch five episodes of TV. Uh, sure. It was good. And I, I don't think it was bad by any means. Uh, but if you compare that to the kind of lived in characters that we get with extended episodes of seasons, um, mm. like we don't get an episode where echo, goes to space <laughs> we don't get an episode where echo has to go like yeah. deal with the whatever and I, th- I think with the shows that we've covered so far like supernatural and, and this specifically that ex- those extra episodes which are like quote-unquote filler from like a meta plot point of view right like give you so much like insight into the characters or what yeah. the what the film crew and the cast and the, specifically the actors are bringing to those characters and how they, how they feel they like it brings those characters to life a lot more um those those early seasons of supernatural were were when the fo- when the story finally started sinking its its teeth in um when i finally started getting uh hooked on the story uh it was because of all of those random kind of one-off nonsense episodes that I felt like I was like really falling in love with it. Like I, exactly. and that's the same thing with, with the X-Files here. It's not that we've had too many ups and downs just yet. We're only what, 10 episodes in. So, but it just, we've spent a lot of time with, with these characters already. So then when we have an episode like this, or even just a little tiny cliffhanger at the end with deep throat, I just feel like we've, we've been in this world for so long already that it's like it just it's like a shockwave hits you like oh shit that guy just betrayed him or that moment with Mulder when we see him cradle max and it's this this tenderness to him that it means more because we've seen him in nine other episodes where he hasn't necessarily done that uh and it's just it's it's a real benefit to these shows of course there's plenty of episodes in 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 any long series that you're just like yeah no thanks but it all contributes to that kind of end goal characterization exactly yeah um just, just those little moments, man. Just those, those little moments. Um, it, they, they really mean a lot, and they add up over time. So, um, yeah, what a great episode! This was so much fun to talk about. Uh, oh yeah. Any last thoughts? That's it. Thank you to the patrons over at patreoncom slash monster of the week uh, for continuing to support us and um, all of our stuff. We very much appreciate it. Thank you for the people leaving reviews on uh, various platforms. We also very much appreciate that. Uh, reviews are like for whatever reason like the the thing that makes podcasts like jump up in ratings and things yeah, like that. So uh, the more you can do that, the more it helps us. Uh, but more importantly, like just listening to the show. Thank you so much to everybody that's been listening. Um, I haven't actually. I, I looked at the numbers the other day for the first time, uh, which is unusual for me because it's been ten weeks. You would think I would have looked at the numbers before now, yeah. um, and the numbers are good, Chris. I don't. I'm not going to go into the specifics, but like, hey, hey, people seem to be downloading it this. I don't know if they're listening to it, but they're downloading it. So, Hell yeah, um, which means a lot to us. So, thank you very much yeah, for thank doing you, that. Everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with more X Files content, and remember, until then, to stay spooky.
Oh, you're really low. Am I? Oh, is it because I was really? You're really far away from the mic. Is it far away? What's happening, Chris Mosier? Hold on, I gotta go close my door. I mean, I guess I don't really need to, but well, if you don't, okay. want, I don't want Sully listening. I don't like this. having it open. I don't. Like, well, Sully will come in. He actually, he doesn't come in this room. He's weird about this room. It's because it's haunted. Um, We've established this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I don't like having the open door open behind me. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. So I gotta go close it. Hold on. It's because your house is haunted. Now I'm safe. Finally. But you know what you're Hold not on, safe from? Make sure. Chris Mosher. What? Is real what? life aliens. I'm so pleased about the decisions that you have been making. Hold on. Okay, now I'm recording. I wasn't recording before. Sorry. Uh, I'm really pleased about the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't this isn't that, um, which is me turning oh. my Facebook into a um, conspiracy theory nightmare. Um, yeah. And just to just to see if the truth is out there, and if it is, I bet is, you're gonna find it. And I, I mean, if you're gonna find it anywhere, it's gonna be on Facebook. Let's, it's gonna be on be Facebook. Um, I I do regret. So, a couple of updates to the to that particular thing. Uh, I told Chris last night that I was joining a bunch of UFO uh, sites on like groups on Facebook. I feel like that's a really great way to get yeah. the most up to date and accurate information on the UFO going yeah. on in our uh, society. Um, I found one for. Uh, locally for Louisiana and one locally yeah. for Maine. Um, okay. And I've requested yeah, I feel ex- like Massachusetts does not a lot of hot spots. There's just too much. There's just it's too much racism here. You know. You don't live in Maine. <laughs> no, right. But that's oh. why we got to move up. We got to move up towards Maine because Massachusetts doesn't have enough. I don't know why I thought you lived in Maine. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I did that specifically. I was like, "Oh, I want to get Chris's I thought you aliens." Were just looking for like you were looking for like an East Coast thing. Couldn't find Massachusetts. So no, went, no. I so just typed in Maine. Maine for some I reason. I go to Maine just, a lot. We've talked about Maine a lot. We've talked I don't about talk Maine a lot. I've mailed you stuff, and, and it's come yeah. to you. So obviously, I know like your address. But I guess they that's definitely just, have my address. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, now I got to go find a Maine uh, alien thing on Facebook. I don't know why I said Massachusetts is too racist to have aliens. That's not. I don't know. I just whenever I think of Boston, I think of just how racism hostile everyone yeah, it's, is. It's a it's a it's an experience in Boston. <laughs> um, neither neither one of the groups has accepted me yet, though. I haven't got the notification. Oh yet, wait, but I oh well. The, I mean, the, if if there is an acceptance like process, then maybe that means they're a little bit more serious. The the Louisiana group has seventy six members, and I cannot wait to get to know them. I'm not yeah, even. I'm not yeah. even like. This may sound like I am being like mean or like mm-hmm. reductive or whatever, but I am like genuinely interested in the seventy six people that are keeping the Louisiana UFO sightings Facebook group alive. Like that to me is going to be the most interesting thing I do all year. Probably. Yeah, I hope that there's somebody in there like Max from this episode. Exactly. Like that's the dude that I'm looking for, and I hope I can help mm-hmm. them get through their yeah. epilepsy slash government killing. <laughs> yeah. Should we get NICAP hats? Oh, we should definitely those? get NICAP hats. I thought about that doing 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 some cool <laughs> NICAP hats. Um uh the thing that I wanted to talk to you about though, uh, is the actual real life alien sightings that have been happening in the last few weeks. I mean, okay, I, hell yeah. I don't I've not I'm not up to speed. So you haven't seen the floating jellyfish? Like this is normally like my thing. But yeah. I'm just totally, I've been out of the loop, I guess, for a couple months. It's because the truth only exists on TikTok. That's where That's I'm right. getting. Oh, <laughs> I don't have TikTok anymore. You don't have TikTok anymore. And I haven't been sending you these videos because I wanted to hoard them for, okay. <laughs> for outtakes right. purposes. Yeah, after the uh, after the uh, Mexico alien, I, yeah. have, I feel like I've been, I haven't been You've been out of the loop in. on it. After the disappointment of that. <laughs> um, there's like a, so certain that one was real. <laughs> there's a floating jellyfish that was filmed. 
um, that looks in the sky floating in, in the sky. Because uh, if you floating. said floating in the ocean, I said, yeah, brother, that's what they do. That's what they do. No, this is in the sky. On. And it, when I say floating, I mean like in motion. So like it's floating and then it's just yeah. like, it's, but it's moving. swimming, but it's swimming in the sky. Yeah. It's, it's, but at the same time, Chris could be a trash bag. <laughs> Could be a an immobile oh, trash true. bag. I don't oh, know. True. I don't know. It's not. It's not that clear video. I've been saying for years, jellyfish and trash. I get it mixed up constantly. Somebody uh, put together. Somebody said that um, it was standing still because of the way the camera work was done, and somebody else did like this hilariously edited, like complicated way to show that it was actually not standing still, and for all of the world, just looked like. You know how every time that a flat earther like it's like goat sets out to prove the earth is flat, they accidentally prove that it's round again. Right. Yeah, it's, it just seemed like they were doing that. It seemed like they were going through a lot of hoops to say show this thing was not moving. Um, but then also aliens invaded Miami. No way. Yeah, tall, lanky beans uh, a- appeared in a mall in Miami, and nobody somehow nobody got footage of it. Nobody. Wow. <laughs> Fifty kids I mean, around. This just seems like I mean terrorizing I guess... people. Wow. But nobody got any footage. Nobody I mean, got just, any footage. It's, it's, it's Miami crazy. feels like a cultural hotspot. Like that's where the parties are happening. You know. If I was an alien, I think like I'd I go would, to Miami. I go to Miami first, right? Like that seems yeah. like the party. I'm like, hold on, what's something? Whatever's going on in Miami, I want to be part of it. I, I mean, as a regular like human, as Chris, I feel like that's probably not my scene. But if I was an alien. I don't know. Just hypothetically, feel like if I was an alien, Miami would kind of be my scene. Is that weird to say? No, not at all. I, I think because I mean, Miami's a cool city. I told you about the time I got lost in Miami, right? Right. I don't I told- know. I mean, probably, but yeah, I don't, we, not that I recall. I had a trade show and I got super, super drunk uh, at a like a <laughs> event afterwards, um, and we I had phones. So this was probably two thousand and like six or seven. This was before iPhones. Um, okay. So I think I had like a like a BlackBerry candy bar or something. Nice. Um, but like no map functionality really whatsoever. No. Or if it Just did a like huge keyboard, right? R- rud- rudimentary like map yeah. functionality. And I am roaming around the streets of Miami in the middle of the night at like two a.m. or three a.m. Like calling Autumn on the phone. Well, that's kind of scary. It's, it was terrifying. Like Autumn is like legitimately almost about to call the police. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm on such and such and such a show. I think she's going to MapQuest to trying to figure out where I am. Like yeah. telling me to take a right. And I'm like, take a right. You mean go north? Like I'm just fucking. Oh, I'm just man. being belligerent as possible because all I've been doing is like fucking drinking gin and doing shots all night like it yeah. was just it was just a bad time for everybody involved some mostly, aliens would have mostly, probably come in handy then yeah yeah but they, the aliens, they you showed home. up at the mall man they, they went they went to miami which i think again, so, again, hot spot so they showed up at the mall but there's no footage so how do we know that they were at the mall just reports was reports. Just reports yeah and then there was this mysterious like they cleared the area and there was yeah. like 50 cop cars like lined around the perimeter of the it was just like this this episode we're about to talk about like yeah, it was suspicious. A, a suspicious amount of police presence for something that's like not happening right yeah so it's, what what what's going on over there? So no footage. Maybe they don't show up on film. Oh, that's a good idea. No, they don't show you up know, on film. That's, that's gotta be the just like Bigfoot. The only, <laughs> right, just like Bigfoot or big. Yeah, ghosts. They don't show up on film. Um, was it you that told me this, or was it a comedian that I saw saying that Bigfoot is just blurry like that? Like that's the reason all his photos come think, out blurry. He I just, feel like that's a comedian. That bit sounds he just, like I don't he, think I'm he, funny enough to come up with that. Even if he was, even if he died, got a picture up close, he would just be that blurry because that's just the way yeah. that he is, which yeah. is, I think, a very good joke. Yeah, um, yeah, I think 2024. We're in a new year now. I think that we should really pursue 
the the cryptid watch. That should be our new cryptid thing. watch. And I know cryptids are like yes. They became they became like a very like mainstream popular thing on the internet. Um, I don't know if that's all played out now, but I'm ready to dive in. If we're into it, it's definitely played out. Like I used to be really really into it like ten years ago, which is how I feel like it, and now I know it's played out. You know, yeah. Um, there's there's too many creepy pastas. It's too much. There's too much fiction out there. I liked my fiction when it was posted in a weird email chain or in a tabloid magazine. Uh, and then I had I had the sliver of doubt thinking, well, it could be real. I don't know where this is fucking coming from. But now it's on a on a thread on Reddit or something. You know, I'm like, well, now I know it's fake. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. It's, I, it's for bummer. some reason, I trust the like anonymous email chains or anonymous post on Usenet more than I trust Reddit. Like. Yeah. And maybe that's just a, a cultural bias that we have, but it could be. It could be. Even though, like nowadays, if you don't put like uh, space Reddit at the end of every Google search, you'll never find anything that you're looking for. So I, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Um, I have to do that for everything, and I I, feel, I hate going into it. Well, I don't. It's funny to go into a Reddit thread like you're looking for a question. I was looking up something about a video game the other day, trying to figure out what do I do here. Um, and just the arguments that, that like took oh, place eight years ago I that know, are still dude. on there for some <laughs> I reason. A lot has banned somebody because they are not supposed to post in this format. I'm like, damn, y'all got a lot of rules. Y'all got a lot of y'all got a lot of stuff going on in here. <laughs> I'm um, really particular. I was looking. Um, I can't remember the name of the game now. I think it's like Have a Nice Death, uh, which is like this little side scrolling roguelike like I was playing for a bit. Um, I mentioned. Uh, our, our mutual friend Dex was like playing the same, playing the game at the same time. And I mentioned like, it's really unfortunate. Like all of this like red bloom that's around the level all the time. Cause it's just kind of ugly. Like it kind of puts me off the game. And he's like, what are you talking about? That doesn't exist on my PS, on my PS, on my PlayStation. And I was like, well, that's fucking weird. So I start like, Aww. like looking at Reddit and like, think, cause there's no video settings in this game whatsoever. And I'm like, looking at Reddit and people are complaining about it. Uh, and then other people are like, it doesn't exist. What are you talking about? Um, and so I start like playing with the HDR settings. And if you completely disable like HDR 4k stuff on the PlayStation five, the red bloom goes away. Uh, but it also disables that like for the entire console. But That's, while yeah. I'm doing that, uh, like as I'm looking at all of that stuff up, there's like a sub debate about the graphic settings about like this person, they shouldn't really use blood in this. And that like somebody else was like, it's a game about death. Who, why do you care? You're such a, yeah. like it was just a whole yeah. thing. Like it was like a little side argument. And I'm like, man, you guys, there's you guys always ready. People ready to die on any hill. In any Reddit thread. What is it about hills that make people want to die on them so much? Yeah, I don't Chris? know. I don't know. High vantage point. But um yeah, it's 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 funny. I wish I could think of a single example, but that is always the funniest thing. You just try to look up something. Is it okay to take cold medicine after I've been drinking for twenty four hours? <laughs> and then there's just a heated debate going on in a Reddit thread. Yeah, and, and like someone is like, My my so and so is a doctor and that means Da, 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 da. And I, yeah, you better just, believe I'm scrolling down. I'm not just looking at the most upvoted because I do. I love a little drama. I'm a hater. You know that. I'm a oh, hater. Dude. Other people drama. Let's meet up and die together, bro. Other people drama. I got into my own yeah. little situation of drama this week, Chris. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. So uh, I told you for a while I had a hairdresser, and then I told you she kind of ghosted me. Yeah. Um, so the last appointment I had with her was right after I got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Um, so I was like, so I, and I told her, and like we made some jokes about it. She had a friend that was uh, that went through uh, leukemia, and she was like making really, really bad jokes to keep him like you know laughing in the hospital and all that kind of stuff. I think I told you about all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So get diagnosed, go through surgery, do all this stuff. Three months later, four months later, I'm like, I finally, I, I need to get this hair cut off. This is ridiculous. Uh, text her, which is our, our, we had a texting relationship. This is not yeah. unusual. So text her, no. hey. Uh, when can I, when, when can you book me? And no response. Ghosted me. Damn. Delivered. 
uh, we don't have oh. read receipts on because we're not dating. I don't think that. Right. Don't, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right. I don't think you right. should have read receipts on with anybody unless you're in a committed relationship or blood related to them. <laughs> um, so months go by, another three months. I get my hair cut somewhere else. I go to this place that's right, right, right near the hospital. Um, some dude cuts my hair. I, I don't particularly like him or it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm just going to go somewhere else. A uh, couple months go by. Uh, homegirl texts me. Oh, my God. How are you doing? I haven't heard from you in so long. And I just wanted to, like, screenshot the message right yeah. above it where I asked her. Uh, but I didn't. Instead, I just ignored her. Like, fuck this. I can, del- I can, I can just have make you think I'm yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> this can go both ways. <laughs> wow. Um, what? A- wow. Wait. Hold on. Back it up a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I last, the last conversation oh. I had with her was I have cancer. And so she texted me. And then, like, I didn't respond. So I was like, I know I exactly what she- I mean, I would... I'd do that. That's problematic behavior. I would do that to it's everybody. It's problematic behavior. Give me, don't get me wrong. I, but I, I really support it. I'm no. learning all sorts of ways to play the cancer card with people, and it's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you get few benefits out of this situation. You got to use very, it. There's minor benefits to this situation. There's very few ups to this situation. <laughs> there's a, there's you got to take what you can get. A limited amount of positives that you can use to outplace <laughs> the negatives. One of them is being able to manipulate people. One of them is to be able to manipulate your hairstylist into feeling guilty. <laughs> um, so I did for weeks until Autumn was uh-huh. like, you, you've got to get your hair cut um yeah. and and a thing that's happening with me right now is i'm like i'm not the chemo's not making me go bald or anything but it's, uh-huh. it's thinning out my hair which is like fucking with my emotions in a weird in a really i don't want to hear it buddy i don't i know hear it. i know like it's ridiculous like everybody goes goes like gets thinning hair no 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 it's awful it it's sucks it's something that's out it's, of your control it yeah. changes your image of yourself and it makes you fucking feel weird exactly yeah uh and which is the reason like i go to therapy now <laughs> like i'm not i'm not playing around with this like i know right. um so I find, so I text her back and I'm like I'm just gonna do the thing. Um, hey, I'm okay. Sorry, been busy. Blah blah blah. Like, do you think you can book me? Should I call the place or should, should I do the whatever? And she's like, No, 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 no. I'll, I'll book you. Like, we can do 9 a.m. tomorrow. And I'm like, Okay, cool. So I get this confirmation text of like, You have booked your appointment at such and such salon. And so I text her back and I'm like, This isn't the place that I went to before. Are you at a new new spot? She goes, Oh yeah, it's been a while. I forgot to told you, told you I moved. Like, just come to the new spot. And I'm like, Okay, cool. And I didn't think about the name or anything. Uh, but sure enough, it's the place that I went to when I was ghosting oh her. When, when we were you, ghosting okay, her. When you cheated on her. Let's just when put it I, this way. When, when I cheated on her, her. yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, so, and I, I didn't talk shit about her while I was there, but I definitely told the dude like that my chick, my normal chick, ghosted me and was kind of being a flake. Um, and he was like, "Well, what's her name?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. Like, I'm not, not going to go into the name situation." But so this week, I drive up to this same place, and I'm like, "Oh my oh, god." Man. Oh, oh my man. god oh my god so i'm in the parking lot and i'm texting autumn like this is the same place i went to to get my hair cut and i talked so much shit about this chick and i just and so like i get, we'll go in and she's cutting my hair and i see the other guy like walk through the other section i don't know if he recognizes me or not i, I don't know what's happening but like I, I just it was just the most like i just oh man uh, i just feel so bad it's, it's just like some so fucking bad. larry david situation Oh my god! It was, uh, it was so, but you made it out. You made it out drama free, as far as you know. As far as I know, yeah. The only thing she wanted to talk about was Gypsy Rose. So, like, I, she okay. she didn't. She had no idea of any any stakes of what was happening in the world. So it was right. just yeah. She did, she did not know how high the stakes were when you walked had, in. Had, had no idea, man. No clue. Absolutely like, no clue. <laughs> there was so much turmoil swirling about you as you walked through those doors. She had no clue. And I made the mistake of saying I don't know anything about Gypsy Rose, uh, which just as a warning to anybody out there, if you say that to somebody who knows a lot about Gypsy Rose, they will tell you everything. They're going to tell you everything yeah. they know. 
That's tough. That's about tough. Tipsy Rose. I didn't know the Tipsy Rose for a lot of things. Was though. a was a Louisiana girl. I think that's probably the big attraction down here. Is like it's 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 I local see. drama. So I see. Okay. Yeah. And and we love we love local drama. We love global drama. No, you know what? I take yeah. that back. <laughs> local drama is, is a lot more fun. I take I take that back. Global <laughs> yeah. drama is always horrifically tragic. <laughs> it's always it's always really bad and doesn't it doesn't include any rednecks. That's the no. problem with local no, with no, global no, no, drama. No. I you know you'd be surprised. We got a lot of rednecks up here. <laughs> I wouldn't actually like I think I think like I've read enough Stephen King that I know like y'all y'all have yeah. your own weird versions of the rednecks that we have down here yeah. like, and I love it. I love your rednecks. I think they're I think it's great. <laughs> There's a. Yeah, it's it's confusing. Again, I'm not from Maine, so you you have to you have to um, dismiss some of the Stephen King stuff. But um, no, um, wait, wait, you're not from Maine? <laughs> no, 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 I wish I was from Maine. I feel like I'd be more rugged. No, I'd probably just be more um, uh, uh, antisocial than I already am. I don't think that's oh, possible, man. No, it's very that'd be very difficult to pull off. When's the last time you saw a friend? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can't answer this question. Like, if I, if you told me to answer it, like, when's the last time I saw a friend that was an autumn or work or work compatriots? I don't, I don't know yeah. what the answer is. I, oh, I really you know don't. what? You know what? You know what? Like, like two, three months ago, um, okay. Friend, we were out somewhere. And my friend was like, "Hey, if you guys are around, come by." We were like nearby, so we just swung by. Yeah. So yeah, all right. So you saw? I a saw. You saw I saw friend. at least one friend last year. I think one day Steve had to go to the office for some reason, so I was like, "I'll give you a ride in." So I saw Steve once last year, which is fucked up. If you, like, I've known Steve since I was five. Like, we were always we were together every single day. Um, obviously, we've done different things. Like, I didn't go to college with him and stuff. But um, then he started working with me, and it, so we just be with each other every day at work. And then we started working from home, and now I just don't see him. Yeah, and now, I always now feel it like, doesn't oh, exist. We, we, he, like other than so, you, Jess, and Steve are the only people that I talk to every day. Um, and I feel bad because I talk to him every day, but I, I. Just ha- I don't I don't see him. I'm like, cause I don't hang out. I'm not hanging out. <laughs> I don't yeah. do anything. You're not I'm a just hangout with Jess person. or I'm at home or I'm alone and I'm that's fine. Um, and I do feel a little bad because it's not him. I just want him to know I don't hang out. Steve, if you're listening, you're not. Steve, Steve <laughs> so, if you're listening, I think to I said this last week too. You're not. Uh, I know you're not. Um, Steve, if you're listening to the outtakes, then we we we, we it's both not you, we both brother. Love I just you don't hang out. Care for you? I think in an equal yeah. amounts, Chris and I care for you. I think we can yeah, both say that. I'd yeah. say at this point, you could say that. <laughs> I, I never got him on. Uh, don't give up skeleton, but I don't think he was much of a souls guy. If I remember right, I don't think he was really. He is now, but I don't know if he was necessarily. I don't think he, he always, was like then. he played them, but he didn't necessarily care. Yeah. The same way, he's I, just got his. He's got, he has a really complicated inner world, you know. That that I could always tell. Yeah, by the way, yeah. you guys like just constantly fucking roasted him on the podcast <laughs> that y'all used to do together. It was always him roasted me. Uh, well, I mean, y'all y'all roasted like as a friend group does. Y'all were y'all were pretty equal opportunity mm-hmm. roasters mm-hmm. when it came to just mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah, he's um starting his dark urge run in Baldur's Gate today. Tell nice. me about that earlier. Nice, nice. I uh, um haven't touched Baldur's Gate. I keep, keep meaning to, but it just seems so. It seems a little overwhelmed, if I'm being honest with you. I just I keep That's wanting to go I back for a long time. Now I've played it so much that it's like one of those like comfort food things. Yeah, um, which is weird. I never ever ever would have thought this game would have been that. Um, and because I just keep finding random new things, and I heard about some like fish village down in the Underdark that I've completely fucking missed. And now I'm like, oh, I gotta go back there and figure that out. Um, Two hundred sixty hours in, and I'm still missing shit. So fish village. I found the mushroom yeah. village. No problem. Yeah. No. Right. Exactly. Where's this fucking fish village? I want to know. We all we we're all asking where the fish village is. And is yeah, it, where is it, the fish village? Is it the one from Bloodborne? Because if so, I am not interested. Not interested. It could be. I'll let you know if I ever find it. Uh, one last thing I wanted to tell you, in that during this outtake section, is that I think uh, I don't think we're going to be able to finish Nancy Drew. 
Oh no! Is it is it farting out on you? We're 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 midway through season four, and Autumn hates Nancy so much she can oh, she can she can barely yeah, dude, make her season four. She can barely yeah, make same, herself same. like w- watch the, any episodes now. Same with Jess, although she didn't hate Nancy before. But um, yeah, season four uh, is is wild because they just they had this whole plan, this whole arc to like yeah. go into season five, and mm-hmm. then they found out like while filming episode ten or something, like all the other episodes were done, that uh, oh we're, you're canceled. Yeah. You have three episodes to finish everything. So they're like, well, what the fuck? Which is why, because they coming. only found out because, like, somebody called and was like, yeah, we need to schedule. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We Nan- talked about this. Nancy's, Nancy's thing or something for season five around this, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, you don't need to worry about that at all. Nancy doesn't have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's so fucked. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a fun ride. It's not like it's necessary for you to finish it, but it's a fun ride. No, no, no. I, it's, it's, it's definitely not necessary. Uh, b- believe me. It's <laughs> creepy and unnecessary. Yeah. Um, it's it, it just like it, Autumn hates her so much. Are we much. spooky like, but necessary now? Are we making that call? I don't think so. I still like creepy but necessary. I think like spooky but okay. necessary is very good. I think that's. Yeah. I, I forget who wrote that in. Um, who wrote something to us? It left a, a, an iTunes review or something that said spooky but yeah. necessary. And I was Spook, like, wow. Because spooky's fun. Creepy can be taken a lot of different ways. I'm and fine. I think that's what you like about it. I, yeah, fine. That's one of the reasons I like it. <laughs> it's so open much. to interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Because because sometimes we get a little creepy on the podcast. Like sometimes we absolutely get, we've little, had a tendency to get a little weird, a little fucking weird, which I think you know you, you need in life. You absolutely yeah. need a little weirdness. That's why Sometimes I'm fo- you say something and you think, am I going to get an email about that? <laughs> and then you don't for years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, is HR going to reach out? HR is you, by the way. <laughs> am I HR? Don't make me be HR. Yeah, you're, you're my HR. I'm your HR. <laughs> oh, God. Do you want to talk about X-Files? Let's do it. Space Ghost. Sp- uh, no, we're not doing that episode. That was last week. It's last week. I wrote it in all caps at the top of my road so far, though. Excellent. Excellent.